Start your engines and join me in the new mobile game, RuPaul's Drag Race Superstar. May the best superstar win. Available now. In a world full of straight people, aren't you glad there's WOW Presents Plus, the number one place in the world to see Drag Race? Subscribe to WOW Presents Plus. Still only $4.99. Subscribe today as streamed on TV. I'm Matt McConkey. I'm a writer, performer, and host of this podcast about And Just Like That. But now that we've recapped both seasons of the show, I couldn't help but wonder, should I go back and cover the original Sex in the City? The answer, of course, is no, but I can't be stopped, so every week I'll be joined by my very own Mirandas and Charlottes to unpack an episode or movie of their choosing. We're doing Sex in the City Roulette with extra Samantha and none of the Che. And just like Matt, welcome to the show. Well, friends, I know that all of you listening come to this podcast looking for two things, labels and love. And you are going to get both of those things today and so much more because we're taking you back to 2008. Carrie's in a Mexicoma because Big has left her at the altar. Miranda has foam on her face like a real asshole because Steve had an affair. And Samantha is getting morbidly obese because she's she's overwhelmed. She's making her life all about making Smith, Jared, a movie star. Uh, Charlotte's shitting herself. It's the Sex and the City movie, folks, the first one, all two hours and 26 minutes of it. And for this very special episode, I am joined by both labels and love. I've got two superstar guests for you. First up, he is fresh off his run in Titanic Off-Broadway, where he has performed two of his solo shows. And to quote him about himself, if you're going to go to his IMDb, you better pack a lunch because... (sighs) You've seen him in Your Honor, Bob's Burgers, The Goldbergs, Search Party. Soon you'll see him in Queer, directed by Luca Guadagnino, and Pool Man, directed by Chris Pine. I mean, those credits make Smith Jared look like a true loser. Drew Drogi, welcome. Hi, Come Matt. On. First of all, to be fair, I did, I did say pack a lunch on IMDb as a, as a character. I would never say that about myself. No, but I, I know, I know. Shout out, thank you. Hi. Thank you for being Good here. To see you. Oh my gosh, of course. I'm so excited to do this. Well, speaking of credits, our, our next guest, I mean, my oh my, you'll, you'll need more than a lunch. Actually, you should meal prep for at least a week <laughs> because we're talking alias, Big Little Lies, American Horror Stories, Shining Veil, vale, also this podcast. It goes on and on and on. And last time she was here, we outlined her entire character for In Just Like That season three. So hopefully you can look for her there too in the future, fresh off her very own Sex in the City-esque wedding, the newlywed herself, Baron Dungey. Congratulations on the nuptials. Let's start with that wedding. Tell us every single thing. Yes, awesome, please. Well, listen, we have a lot of ground to cover, so I don't want to, you know, because the, the movie is a thing. But as an enormous Sex and the City fan, and as an, uh, a nod to all of the fan, I wore blue shoes. I wore the blue shoes. I wore the wow. blue Harry Vig shoes. Wow. And Are they the exact same pair? Or the, no. <laughs> $1,200. Like, I know. 
but I found a pair that is a, a, a really good knockoff and it was the perfect. It was like, it was my something blue. And cause I had, a, you know, I had like a modern dress, one shoulder. I, we'll, we'll put a photo with maybe the, 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 the podcast, but, um, yes. but the feature was legs. And then the feature, the real feature was shoes. And it was like an, if you know, you know, like if you, if, if not, everyone was like, Oh my God, those are super fun touch of blue. But if you knew like the, like when we posted, it was like, the the this the Carrie fans were like ah, you did it you know because it's such a yeah. moment for this movie and it's so funny because I was doing a rewatch the other night and my husband was like because he was like I don't know like what happened with this like I don't he doesn't know and so I said this is this is the moment when she first puts the shoes in the in the closet of the new of of heaven on on fifth and Kevin was like what he's like I can't believe it. Like, <laughs> it's like a little like a secret in our, you know, like what, what's it, what are those things called when you hide an Easter egg in our wedding? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did an Easter egg, but it was important. It was important. So important. And you, last time I think you described your new husband, Kevin, as your Aiden. Yeah. I mean, yes, for sure. Yeah. Because I mean, big is like, there's nothing elusive or shitty or arrogant about my husband in the way that big has all of those mm -hmm. things it is a wonderful thing that they you know get together because i do think that carrie and big are right but i do think she blew it 100 with aiden which is what i love what's happening yeah. in, and just like that you know although whatever we'll see what happens there but yes my husband is much more of an aiden where i also had to go what are we wearing what are we doing what's happening how can i help you? <laughs> he, he didn't so he didn't wear the the jacket that aiden wore and just like that uh, in the horrible military thing. No, mine is <laughs> like I'm gonna just wear shorts. I'm like not to this occasion. Like it's like you know, he's a radio yeah. guy. He doesn't need to, nobody's looking at him. True. When I asked you to be on this episode, you know, you were you were very excited, of course, to 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 be on with Marin, and you know, you confessed you had never seen this this film, which fine, you know, it's it's normal. <laughs> but then you added kind of an alarming fact, which was that you, not only you not seen this film, but you had seen Sex in the City part two. So and what 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 I is know. your journey with these women? <laughs> what What is the relationship? Yeah, welcome to me. I, I'm like, uh, I don't know why I, it's the weirdest thing that I can't believe I haven't seen this movie, especially when I was looking up and it was like, oh, it made it for over $400 million. <laughs> Everyone has seen this movie. And it's one of those weird, like, things like as a gay man it's like Barbara Streisand that I just didn't mm. I just didn't follow like I just I think the show came out at a time or I know it came out at a time where I was like late college and then moving out to LA and like getting started I just never it never hooked me in a way I and you can't escape it in a way like I know about those blue shoes like when you know I'm like I know about Aiden and I know about big and like I know of it I just never really watched I mean I've seen episodes of the show but never really followed it and so when the movie came out, it just wasn't on my radar of things to see. And then every year, you, went, you know, usually I get together with friends in Palm Springs and we watch movies that we can sit on the couch and drink wine and laugh at and talk about, mm -hmm. you know, camp, like, like what's, you know, what are we going to watch? And so that's how I saw Sex and the City 2. And so <laughs> uh, my introduction was Liza Minnelli singing Single Ladies, and I'm sure we're going to talk about this in another episode, at a wedding. And I'm like, what is happening? And the, you know... And so that I, I was great to watch first because it really made me love this one. <laughs> yeah, this one really does look like a true masterpiece in comparison. Oh, absolutely. Sure. There's this like one, one great scene in two. 
in, as far as I'm concerned, that scene between uh, Miranda and Charlotte when they're talking about being moms. Like that scene is oh, yeah. the one real great earthy moment. Uh-huh. This one has like, it's 70% amazing. And then there's 30% what? What? <laughs> Fully. What? <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't experience a moment of that. I don't know what you're talking about, Mary. I guess you'll tell me when we get to it. You know, I think a a good way for us to get into it is kind of the way that we get into the movie itself, which is the opening. You know, you can I pause for just two seconds because I just need that my best friend Sarah, who I went to high school with, like this was our show, and so when the movie came out like the when we watched the like the last episode of the series we got together we had these like heart-shaped cookies that i had broken in half because our hearts were broken like i mean oh. it was like, oh, wow. this movie guided us through our 30s like you know mm. so when the movie came out i had just had my first child and sh- and so getting like arranging time to get there like it was an event it was a real mm. moment and i to like b- crying crying as it started like because it was mm-hmm. us that it was and how they show the the clips from the show in the opening you yeah. know charlotte going like i've been single for 20 years like where is it you know or whatever and it's just like uh, all those things because it, it was just all of all of us and you and it was a packed theater like opening day packed sobbing go on yes thank you because it takes you back immediately and it's like holy shit we've been through so much God, have we been through a lot, but you know, it opens and we're, there's a bit of a fake out because you're expecting to hear that good old theme song, but it's actually not that it's actually Fergie singing what will of course go on to become a timeless classic. It's called labels or love. And it's sort of a remix of the sex Mm -hmm. and city theme song. Mm -hmm. Now I was going to read, I wrote, I copied a pasted a bunch of the lyrics, but I wonder if since I'm, with two thespians, would you like to do sort of a dramatic reading of this poetry? I, I could I'd put it on, into the chat. I'd be honored. I'd be honored. I, I mean, I hate to ask you to cold read. Um, the glasses. Okay, I'm going to drop this into the chat. <laughs> and, you know, Marin, why don't you Should take as much as you want and then and then you that. can Great. toss it to Drew. Here we go. Shopping for labels. Shopping for love. Manolo, Louis, it's all I'm thinking of. Turn the lights on. I already know what my addiction is. I be looking for labels. I ain't looking for love. I shop for purses while love walks out the doors. Drew? Don't cry. Buy a bag and get over it. (laughs) And I'm not concerned with all the politics. Politics? Marin. It's a lot of men. I know I could find another. Find another. All I know is that I'm always happy when I walk out the store. 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 Oh, oh my God. Sweet. Just gonna <laughs> bask in that for a moment. I really, yeah. I Should we just end the show? Yeah, you're welcome, everybody. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I I am forever wow. changed. I'm forever yeah. changed. That is Yeah, it's it's quite a it's quite a wow of an opening. And mm. you know, 
And it, it's it's fall as we said it's, it's it's followed by this you know kind of montage recap of sort of a giant version of the previously on. But I I'm with you, Marin. Like it took me back viscerally to being in that theater and just the thrill of like being with my friends again after I, I don't know how many years it had been off the air. And pretty quickly we get into real estate, sure. and yeah. that's sort of a recurring thing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I think my favorite thing about being a podcaster and a comedian is I can just unload on people while I'm working. A video game makes me mad, break out angry at him. A heckler at a club gets under my skin, I give him both barrels and I let him have it. But everyone has their problems, and there's real life stuff that I can't scream at like a video game or a drunk audience member. And that's where therapy comes into play. A therapist is the best sounding board you can find. You can let them know what's keeping you up at night or weighing you down, and work together to come up with a plan to deal with it. I've been talking to therapists for years, not about video games, but, well, not usually. And it's genuinely had a positive impact on my life. And I know, I hears ya. Adam, that sounds great, but who has the time? That's where BetterHelp comes in. Instead of driving across the city, looking for parking, waiting in that little room, and losing a couple hours of your day, BetterHelp brings therapy to you. Their sessions are 100% online. You open your therapist's schedule, pick a session that works best for you, and talk with someone over video, phone, or even just text. I've personally used BetterHelp in the past, and it was hella easy. I actually talked to my therapist while I was on vacation a couple years ago. It was awesome. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RememberTheGame today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash RememberTheGame. You know, this show is all about honest conversations where we, we really face our fears. And for some of us, it's a fear of aging. For some of us, it's a fear of carbs. And hey, I get it. The fear is real. But that is why I'm so excited to tell you about our sponsor, Hero Bread. Hero Bread has remade many of your favorite foods, but in these fluffy, delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams sugar, and fewer calories, plus protein and fiber. Two of my favorite things. I've always said, if I ever have twin children, their names are going to be protein and fiber. What did I have for lunch today? A tuna sandwich on their seeded bread. It was the perfect texture. It toasts up just like a dream. My God, was it good. And right now, if you go to hero.co and use code like Matt, you will get 10% off your first order. So don't give up on being a breadhead because Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co. Use code like Matt at checkout. That's like Matt at H E R O dot C O. Were you going to say something, Marin? I was just going to say, I'm really grateful that they turned the volume way the hell down on that song because if I had heard oh, yeah. the lyrics when that, I mean, it would have ruined everything. Like I would have ruined, I'd, I would have had to leave because that was what, what are you, what? What, what is yeah. that? I, I didn't even clock that at the beginning. I mean, I'm just getting started. I'm getting I'm getting so into this world. And, yeah, yeah. And I and I didn't even clock those lyrics. And I'm I'm glad I didn't. Same, same. Yeah. Go on. I, so I guess neither of you were listening to the soundtrack endlessly, like I was. I'm, I'm, um, I'm so sorry. I should go. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. Then we we very quickly get into the apartment thing and there's so much is made of like where Carrie is going to live and not live in this movie but but also in and just like that this this becomes 
a thing, you know, but in this opening sequence, Big buys her this penthouse dream apartment. And, you know, I do hate Big with the fire of A Thousand Suns, but I got to admit that move really when made he said, me feel some things. When he said, I got it and winked. I, uh-huh. Did everyone have a little? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's hot. 100%. I was like, marry him. Hot. But, you know, the way he proposes it, this in this casual, you know, kitchen conversation when he just says, did you want to get married? Given everything we know now about what happens after that, it's hard not to see that as mm-hmm. just the reddest of flags. But Drew, what, what do you what curious, do you make like, of Big? I, yeah, I was sort of like, I didn't know that Carrie wasn't like able. Like she seems so, I mean, like these people, they just, they have so much wealth and abundance and it, the whole the show is just decadence. It's just, you know, so I was, I didn't know that why she couldn't have her own place or like it was just beyond I mean, she's, I don't know. She's never, like, there's a whole episode, you know, uh, I guess maybe season five, where she can't afford to buy her house after, she, like, she, she's with Aiden, Aiden buys her, they buy their apartment and the apartment next door, and then mm-hmm. it's a whole thing where she has to buy, he, like, like is, like, giving her 30 days to buy it back when they break oh. up, and uh, she's, there's a great joke where she says, I am literally the old woman who lives in her shoes, because she spent all her money. Uh. <laughs> Yeah. And then Charlotte comes to the rescue and sells off her ring from Trey to give her the money to pay for the thing. So Carrie's ah. a fucking freeloader is the bottom line, yeah. even though she's like, okay. sold all these books. So yes, she could have kept the apartment, but I think there was like symbolism in it. Like it didn't, even rewatching it, it didn't bother me so much the casualness of it in that he has been married twice. Right. And Honestly, like you have those kind, like my we, my husband and I are have both been married before, so you have those sort of. It's more casual. It's not this mm-hmm. big thing, you know, where you you know jumbotron it, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily do that. It's a it's it's transactional in the mm-hmm. like. I was like, we're not living. We can do this forever, but I have teen daughters. Like, we're not gonna live to. We're not gonna buy a house or live together if there's nothing more than, than that, because I think mm-hmm. it's important um, mm-hmm. as a woman, as a black woman, as, you know, mom of a teen, of teen girls. So that's what I'm saying is like, so it really hit me completely different this time. It wasn't a red flag. It was like, it's transactional. Mm-hmm. You need to actually like the, how Miranda was saying, like, you need to know you have something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Business. They do make an effort to protect big in this as much as they can. Oh, it's just I hate him so much. I I I can't interpret everything that he does in, in a negative way. I can't help myself. But you know, another thing that struck me is, you know, this scene when Carrie calls Samantha to tell her the news, and Samantha has this kind of non-reaction and sort of hangs up the phone awkwardly and then calls back and is like, I'm sorry, I just I'd put you in my never getting married file. And it's very sweet and you understand, but like Knowing what we know now, again, in the In Just Like That universe where there is this big rift between Samantha and Carrie, one could read this moment as like kind of a turning point in their friendship. Yeah, I noticed a lot. I mean, knowing like being sort of like, but you can't escape the fact that the the whole, the Kim Cattrall being away from it at all. But I noticed even in this movie, I was like, oh, she's in LA with Smith a lot. Like Samantha's already kind of, 
separated herself from the other three in a lot of in a lot of ways. So yeah. Yeah, but it also if you you know then go not that we knew what the second movie was like she's there. Right. So it's yeah, like, you're right. Yeah, you know, well, yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't. They didn't know that then. None of them knew that then. But I was sort of clocking. A no, lot I of mean, it. they didn't get along back then. Like all uh, of that is very much right, true. Right, but, um, yeah. I just the whole Samantha of it in this movie is like oh anyway go on uh yeah oh we'll we'll get into it yeah yeah so we learn pretty quickly that Miranda and Steve are having problem they're in a uh, a no coloring phase as they say uh, yes. um, although he does show his butt he looks great it's um, great I literally wrote down I took notes and was like Miranda's husband hot and then I was like yeah. um he's yeah he's and can still talk like a normal person. Um, yeah, I love him. I, I don't think he's know wonderful. what, but I don't know what happened to the actual actor. Is there like something medically that happened to his mouth? Because he now oh. in this new series. Whoa! Yeah, and so I don't know if there was like a jaw surgery, a stroke. Like I don't. It's really to, like not. I don't want to make fun of it. Yeah. No. It's confusing. It's a bit like he's almost doing a caricature of Steve later. But you're but yeah, at this yes. in this moment, in this movie, he's doing great. And doing looks great. great. And Miranda mm. is like peak bitch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Always been yeah. like somewhat again, I love Miranda. Every time I've clucked in, I'm like, that's who I always knew I would relate with. But yeah, she's <laughs> the best. I, I love her because she's the realist of yes. them. But like I also just rewatched Splat, which we were maybe going to talk about, oh, and yeah. she is so wanting Carrie to stay single for her, and like that whole scene is such a beautiful scene of like you, I cannot stay single and be in the same spot for you, and that is all very much Miranda. Miranda wants she'll, mm. you know, gone. <laughs> I mean, and yeah, another way I'm always sort of like looking back and trying to rewrite history. I mean, I, they didn't have any of these things planned at the time, but again, knowing what we know now, and, and just like that, Miranda has declared herself just a, purely a lesbian. Oh my wondering God. if some of that mm -hmm. is, is bubbling beneath the sure. surface here with her, you know, dry spell with, with Steve. Yeah. So at the rehearsal dinner, Oh. Miranda says to Big, you know, she's upset about her own marriage. And she says to Big, you're you're crazy to get married. Marriage ruins everything. He's already feeling shaky about things, but arguably this is the straw that breaks the camel's back. He eventually leaves her at the altar, which we'll talk about. But, you know, I am wondering if either of you think Miranda bears any guilt at all for what she says, Marin. Yes and no. Like, I do think that uh, that she she was very upset and that, like she could have walked it back. I mean, the whole Lily phone of it later where she's like Lily hides the phone and it, mm, this kind right. of mm. But I also will like, you know, in the same casualness that he asked her because he just wants it simple and she wanted it simple. And like, I feel like everybody else ramped it up. Like, you know, like, like she needed like the dress and the Vogue and the th and like all these things like ramped it up. And I get it. It's like her first real wedding. And Big's like, I don't need, I don't want all that, you know, like I want it quiet and simple and, you know, so I do feel bad for him in that respect because it, he's embarrassed a little bit, like like third time's a charm, like he, you know what I'm saying? Like he doesn't need to yeah. have it be the thing that it becomes. And it's, it, I, I feel like there's a lot of the responsibility is shared, but really it's that bitch Lily with her fucking phone, like hiding the phone. <laughs> the ultimate villain. Infuriating. Villain. Children ruin everything. 
It, babies are That's rude. the real lesson. Well, you're worse. I have a tattoo. Babies are rude. <laughs> I would love. Um, you got it immediately after seeing this movie, right? Yes, exactly. You had time. It's a long movie. You had time to get that all done. Well, they say time waits for no one and neither should payday. To get your money moving in the direction of your dreams, get Earn In. Earn In is the app that's helping millions of Americans feel self-sufficient without falling into debt traps. Earn In empowers you to live life to the fullest by providing up to $100 a day of your pay within minutes of earning it, no mandatory fees, and no credit check. You just watch your earnings tick up as you work, access up to $750 per pay period. It's easy and free to get started. You just add your bank and employment info. They'll verify your paycheck. It's designed to support you in the short term and long term. So download Earn In today. That's E. A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, just type in Just Like Matt under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. That's Just Like Matt under podcast. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. So- I, yeah, I feel kind of both ways as well. I feel like, yes, Miranda was upset. You say things when you're upset. This had just happened to her. It was very emotional that Steve sort of ambushed her in this sort of situation. And she, she shouldn't have said that at a wedding party. Like, how dare you? Like, that's tacky and it's awful. However, if that's all it took for big, and granted, I sort of found out later, like, I think we're supposed to find out later that, like, she made the the wedding bigger than big. And all mm-hmm. that. And he does say, how would, how would this make me look in my third marriage? But that's kind of comes off like he's being rude when he says that. In my, but, mm-hmm. if, but, if that's, but if Miranda's offhand comment is all it takes for him to go, I'm having second thoughts, huge red flag. Right. You should not have done that. Because I was like, Miranda, does, that is not her fault. That she did not break them up. Yeah. So Carrie's reaction is insane to me. And Carrie has a lot of insane reactions to me in this whole mm-hmm. movie. Where it's like, I was kind of going like, Oh, that's like Miranda's upset. That's a shitty thing to say. But that was not enough, in my opinion, at all for him to go, ooh, I'm going to put the brakes on this. Like, that's yeah. certainly I mean, not. Big is a dick. Like, there, there yeah. is too many things about him that it's like all the time. All the, you know, like, it, 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 it's. It's but that a should go back. I, mean, I would just say, like, Carrie should have the, you know, the awareness that, like, this guy's a dick. My friend said this thing. That's all it took. Fuck this guy, you know, heartbroken, but moving on versus the like, you know. Yes, no. but 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 had she had her phone and they were able yeah. to have a conversation. You're right. You're right. You know, obviously it's all a device to like make these things happen. I mean, sure. you know what I'm saying? Like everything is just, you know, I mean, we didn't even touch upon the 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 auction that preceded all of this that made her think oh i need like to handle my business so i don't get left and like locked out of my house which was like smart that was a smart like Mm. story point and then you have what's her name sad what's her name from rent who should not have been in ruben vega oh yes oh my god with her like sadness and yeah anyway uh somebody really liked rent and just wanted to give her the part but (laughs) um you know, like there's just there, you, you have to have the devices to make it. Like, I will say this at the time, at the age I was, I loved all of it. I bought it. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Now that there's much more like 
introspection and, you know, we know more. I'm like, what? But um, at the time, I was not the only one in the audience sobbing. And and look, wh- whatever her reactions are, she sold it. She sold it. She sold yeah. it, dipping in with those flowers. Like, oh, it, God. It was really oh, yeah. a thing. And and Charlotte was great in that, too. Yes. She's always very shaky to me, but she was great. You know, when she was like, Meow! like, it was like, oh, oh that was that moment was. Woo. Yeah, was it's it's I want to give Charlotte her flowers because right. she doesn't have as much to do in the movie. I mean, she, you know, she has her, her, her pregnancy thing. Her, we'll get to that later. Her pudding but cups. They just give her a pudding. It's cup mostly pudding and diarrhea, yeah. but oh that God. moment, it, it just like the fact that she has that moment and then and, and like quickly, you know, hobbling back to the, the limo with her, like her tiny steps. Cause her dress is so, is so narrow. And then, yeah. and then the moment later with big in the restaurant, when she, mm-hmm. um, her water breaks, it's like just her, her, like, fierce dedication to her friends is so moving to me. Like Mm -hmm. I, I I cry every time I watch this movie multiple times. Same. Uh, And and a lot of it has to do with Charlotte. I mean, and then we get to the Mexicoma and this is like, this is where I cry too. Go on. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure we're going to talk about the same thing, which I mean, it's first, first they really put us through hell. It is a brutal, like they don't pull any punches here. It's like that's, you know, that moment where Carrie, they show up at the hotel. Carrie looks in the mirror, no makeup. Obviously, SJP, always beautiful, but it's like, it is so, she looks so tired. It's so raw, brutal, so yeah. real. It's just fucking brutal. She sleeps through multiple days. And then we have this oh. moment, Marin. I'm going to say this two things, because this moment with her and Samantha is beyond. But how they you're you're right they how they handled it how they played it out was beautiful like he really really let it just it just the pages were turning and things were happening and it was the the reason why we put up with the all the cuckoo is when they are really truly those women mm-hmm. when they're really truly honest because they're all great actors they all can do it and they all have it and when they are honest they are the best and we love it and we totally keep going and we can we can sit through the you know watching her you know do the dancing and the you know coming out of her closet and packing up the house and <laughs> all that shit that's like a lot just, of montage a lot of montage, a lot of montage. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. all that like stuff that's like come on like you know but i will also say sjp commits she commits whether she is crawling on the ground with that, you know, crazy 80s dress or she is zero makeup and lost. She commits, which was what makes this work so well. Mm-hmm. And same with Kim when she is not, you know, like crazy watching sex and like, you know, doing crazy things. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful moment between the two of them when she spoon feeds her. You just, you need it. You, we, it, it mm-hmm. every time, every time. I love it. It gives me chills. I have chills talking about it. It's so beautiful. And it's like, it's amazing how, you know, there's so many times when you're watching the movie and you're, of course, reading between, the, thinking about the Kim Cattrall of it all and them not liking each other and like, oh, is that why they put her in LA so they didn't have to have as many scenes with her? And is that why they, 
weirdly body steam her and they make that sure they so constantly remind like, oh it's so crazy <laughs> they constantly oh remind God. you that she's older she's turning 50 yeah, and we're not 50, 50 they yet they literally and... clock at the beginning they're like i'm 41 i just turned 40 and then it's like yeah wedding cake with 50 in front of her and you're like okay and yeah you're, you're like 40s, okay. when you're in your 40s you really don't distinguish between your friends in their 30s your friends in their 50s or, or exactly 20s, 60s. like you really just you're in an age i mean as someone well into my 40s i'm like i don't think of that like oh my older friend my right. younger you know i don't know but anyway. yeah and so you're those are the moments that i'm wondering like is <laughs> this why kim Cattrall hates them but then you're also like this yogurt spoon feeding moment yeah. makes up for i'm like there's so much love between them it transcends you know whatever the the problems are off yeah. camera and you also, they're both, they are both great actors. And you also wonder how much of their drama has been trumped up. Just like in the Betty and Joan of it all. It's like, you know, you just don't always get along with your people, but you don't hate these. And I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that there is a, there is no white hot hate. I just, I think like, you know, we know like any show, any set you're on, like, yeah. um, I mean, Sarah and Cynthia have known each other since they were children. They've been working yes. since they were children, you know? And I think that like, you know, everybody's got ego. It, 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 there's always clicks. It doesn't matter. There's yeah. always, and so we'll never really know the honest truth of right, what right. and what why. But like, when you are a good actor, you can transcend that, and you can just go yeah. past. Yeah. God, but you just made me long for the day that Ryan Murphy does a season of Feud about SJP. Oh God, yes. <laughs> I can't wait to beg to be staffed in that room. Oh my God, absolutely. You know, there's a recurring motif in the Sex and City universe that has come up on this podcast an insane number of times because I forgot how much it comes up in the show and its movie, which is pubic hair. Just it's oh, pubes on wild. pubes on pubes. Oh, and then yeah, it's wild. In this in the in this instance, it's Miranda. They're in Mexico. She hasn't trimmed Samantha pube shame sir what do you think is going on in this moment fight. in time that fight felt really crazy to me with yeah. samantha and miranda it was just like wait what's happening right now over like some pubes <laughs> they talk about pubes so much in this show i and just want to say this as a, as the only female on the the podcast we don't as women talk about each other's pubic hair like you just you. it never comes up right like uh, the only way it comes up is it's like i'm looking for a new you know esthetician like uh -huh. that's it nobody nobody talks about it nobody nobody talks about it like you just don't talk about it so but i will say this that samantha is always very like wildly raw and like wants to say shit and she's you know and Miranda's hyper sensitive. Like she's so like, you know, like this makes me think about the, you know, her being a lesbian. Like it's like, you mm. know, she's so touchy uh. of all of it, all of the, you know, what, you know, like, why are you looking at me like that? Like, why, you know, why are you, you know, she's so hot under the collar. It's like fucking calm down. Yeah. It's also a, not yeah. a sign that you're not having sex if you have, if you have a full set of pubic hair. Maybe that's how Steve yeah. likes it. I mean, it was such a strange you. thing that, but I even think as gay men, I don't know, Matt, we don't really talk about pubes either. I mean, I don't really know that it that ever comes up in conversation other than, oh my God, it was crazy down there, or oh my God, it was fully waxed and shaved and it looked like, 
yeah. upsetting or whatever. <laughs> but like, it's only when it's in like an extreme situation. And so I don't really understand who that was for, for us to be like, sort of like, oh, she has, but it was shot in a way that I had to stop and go, wait, what am I looking at? Because, <laughs> and not just because I'm a gay man, I, you know, but I was like, the way it was shot underneath, I was like, this almost was like, you know, this wild John Waters moment of just sort of like, I, this, <laughs> oh, wow. I have to think that somebody on, like, maybe it is, uh, Michael, what's his name? Like maybe is a is a huge John Waters fan because there's there's they think that poop is funny. They love poop, right? Right. And cubic hair, like that has happened, you know, several times. You know, where she couldn't take a shit at big yes, parted. Like, and I mean that that was cute in the idea that like there is that thing of like, oh my god, I don't want to be a person in front of this mm. person I love, you right. know, like. Right. Like I can't, they can't see me as a person. Um, but yeah, like the the whole Charlotte pudding thing is it's really it's also, I mean, it's a moment where you're like, if you're gonna go there, then then go there. And I I did I was like, oh, this was three years before Bridesmaids. So, you know, when when Bridesmaids Mm -hmm. does it, they just go fully there. And it's just you're gonna get and if you this is bothers you, then I and don't it's know. It's funny in bridesmaids. I found it hilarious. Hilarious. Cringy. Cringy. It's cringy. cringy. It's also it feels casually racist, and I think it's just because of the time. But it's also like, oh, and don't drink the water in Mexico. And there was this whole thing about like there was just there were there were moments when I was kind of like, ugh, because she kept because a lot of it is she keeps going Mexico. Like, it's it's so like, oh, this like, like from St. <laughs> yeah, I know it's sort of like, oh, you know, <laughs> this is Mexico. It's not like, you know, and her drinking the water and then all of a sudden, but the, the poop was too little and not enough at the same time. I was kind of going, well, if you're going to go there, I don't, I don't need to, you know, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Like the fact that it's it, bridesmaids, it was funny, 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 because they, they went full bore, like go all the way, like. She took mm-hmm. a shit in a wedding dress, like, and they're humiliated. And bridesmaids, they're humiliated by it because the stakes are high, and Kristen's trying right. to put on a good face, and like she's trying to pretend like it wasn't her that did it, and like Maya's humiliated in the street, and Melissa's upset. Like everybody in that movie is so like, oh my god. And we're in this. It's like she's just doing this. You hear this gurgling, and then the other three of them laugh for such an insane <laughs> amount of time that it starts to go like, what is going on in this? It's like, oh, I mean, I knew I mean, you needed that moment to bring them like, all together. But I was like, why is that so funny? I mean, I think in the moment you would go, we can laugh, watch again. But for those women, I mean, maybe laugh a little bit. But you're like, honey, let me help you. And oh, my God, that's. But instead, it was just sort of like, oh, Charlotte, God, you know, <laughs> it's wild to me. It go for a cheap moment every once in a while. And I just yeah. go, oh, and then don't get me started on the racist undertones when we get to the. Uh, the oh, yeah. Get into all of it. Yeah. Oh, and boy. the it's so interesting that. Charlotte had this idea that being not just Mexico, but like a five-star resort in Mexico that like a splash of water in her mouth would make her sick. But then also crazy that she was correct. (laughs) Ultimately, she was correct, I guess. Folks, that is just part one of a two-part conversation. It's an epic movie, so this turned into an epic chat. So just join us next week and you will hear the rest of my conversation with Marin and Drew.
And that's our show. Please do give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at and just like Matt Pod. And Just Like Matt is a World of Wonder production created and hosted by me, Matt McConkie. Our executive producer is Renee Colvert. Our associate producer is Jess Walinski. And our audio engineer is Justin Matson. Many thanks to Michael Pressman and everyone at World of Wonder. 